0: You're listening to Last Word Radio, where you, you get the last word. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to The Last Word Podcast. We are on episode nine already. This thing is flying by, and it's been a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening. My name is Jordan, and as always, I have my two guys, Stacy and Michael. Say what's up, guys.
1: What's going
2: on, everybody? Glad to be back for another episode. What's up? What's up? We got
0: another jam pack episode for you, so stay tuned. All right. Well, guys, as you know, the Eastern Conference final is just wrapped up, so we have our finals set. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, we just have to jump into the series that just finished. And what a series it was! We had the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Toronto Raptors. The Bucks went out 2 0, which caused me to uh, predict uh, a little bit of a hot take, which is now seen, which we'll talk about more later. Um, but the Rodgers came back winning four straight and are going to the finals as Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks are going to have a longer summer than the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Um, so what are your thoughts on that whole series, Michael?
3: Uh, well, first off, feels good to be right. Like like I said, <laughs> feels good to be right the second year in a row. Um, not, I'm not going to lie. I, I was nervous after the first two games. I, I didn't like the way... They definitely got blown out in game two. Now, I feel like game one, it was there, their opportunity. Anytime Kyle Lowry gives you 30 points, you have to win. And they still somehow lost that game. But to see them win four in a row with an injured Kawhi, who wasn't 100%, even though he looked better going into last night's game. It it's just great, man. This is this is what it takes for teams to reach that championship level. And Toronto went through the ringer, and they knocked down the number one seed. So I'm hype. You know, I'm looking real smart today on, on social
0: media. So I I'm hyped for this. <laughs> what about you, Stacy? How are you feeling about the series?
2: Well, first of all, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors on making their first NBA Finals appearance, and also. Congratulations to Mike for being right second two years in a row.
3: Thank you,
2: Thank you sir. Now, uh, going on to the series, I'm shocked. I am shocked that the Bucks, the number one team, was supposedly the number one team in the NBA, lost four straight games in the Easter Conference Finals. Four straight games. So, real flat and disappointing end to their season. Uh, my first reaction, it was when they lost to the closeout game six was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Gotta step up, got to step up in these moments. And his number one problem, which we all knew was coming in, was free throws. He shot 53% or below in every game in the conference. In the closeout game, he was five or 10 from the line. Now, if he made those five free throws, the game would be a lot closer and if he made more shots on the floor because he finished 7 for 18 overall on the floor. And that number, 18 shots, is surprising because you are now considered a superstar player. you got to take over the game. you got to shoot more than 18 shots. Your team needs you. Your team needs you to take over the game, and you didn't do that. You failed to do that. So Giannis, in my opinion, is the main reason, the sole reason why the Bucks fell flat and they lost those four straight games, and now they're eliminated. And also on the other side, looking at the Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard. This could be his time and this could be his lead now. So shout out to Toronto. I'm disappointed in the Bucs and their performance. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: I mean, yeah, it was definitely a crazy series with the Bucks going off 2-0. And, and pretty much everyone, including myself, writing the, the Raptors off. Um, they made me eat my words winning the next four, as we said. Um, A lot of people stood out to me. Um, I'm definitely a believer in Kawhi now and just the Raptors as a whole. I mean, I saw a lot of people stand out. Um, One of the people that stood out the most to me was Fred Van Fleet, especially in those last three games in general. Um, The last three games, he went off uh, 13 points, 21 points, 14 points. Um, But where he came to be most impactful was from beyond the three-point line. Um, he was shooting lights out. He went three for three one game, seven for nine the next, and then four for five um, in game six, the one that won it for Toronto. But um, it it was just a wild series, and, you know, I got to give credit to the Bucs. All season, they had been playing great, you know, no real faults. And, Stacey, you said that, yeah, it was surprising to see the number one team lose four straight. Um, I'm pretty sure that the entire season, they had not lost more than three in a row. Um, to see them fall like this has to be just disappointing, upsetting. Like that, I I feel for the fans in Milwaukee right now. That that just has to be a heartbreaking moment. Um, but with all that said, um, what's next for Giannis and then the Bucks? We'll start with just Giannis. I saw a post on Facebook earlier in some Facebook group that uh, some guy claimed that this was Giannis's peak. Uh, he's not going to get any farther than that. That with uh, a new king, with a picture of Kawhi Leonard in the East. Um, do you think this is Giannis's peak? Personally, I believe that this is only going to upset him even more and make him work that much harder. I feel like every great had a time in their career where they lost, and that that loss made them so much better in the long run. I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan, he had the the Bad Boys era and the short Pistons. Um, you know, he had to kind of overcome that. But uh, I think this is going to be a good thing for Giannis out of the Kumbo. I think he's going to come out so much better next year. And I'm, I'm very scared to see that, um, especially if he with him in the East and me as a Celtics fan. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Michael?
3: Um, as far as Giannis, where does he go from here? Uh, the dude needs a jumper. That's it. I mean, he can defend at a high level, he can finish around the rim, he's stronger than a lot of people. But if you're gonna beat teams that are great defensively, they I mean they the Raptors basically ran a zone against him, put Kawhi on him, set up defenders, and then there was pretty much nothing he can do. So he needs to work on a jump shot. Or a floater, something in the mid-range that's quick that he can go to to force defender to commit so he could do what he does best, which is get to the rim. But until he gets a consistent jumper, like even when he was hitting threes, they were just letting him shoot it because they had no confidence in him. And so basically when you get into the playoffs, not being able to be a threat outside of 10 to 15 feet of the basket it gets exploited against great defensive teams. I mean, a lot of people, even if the Bucs would have went on to beat the Raptors and face the Warriors, a lot of people feel like that the Bucks had a chance against them. And I don't think so, because I think, like I've always said, right now at this stage of Giannis' career, you can game plan. Him. He's not much of a shooter. Outside of 10 to 15 feet, you can live or die with those situations, because nine times out of 10, he's not going to make it. He has to improve his free throw shooting. No MVP candidate and maybe winner should be free-throwing air balls in the playoffs. Oh, my God. That is horrible. You cannot be that guy. So I think for Giannis, I think a lot of his game is already there. It's just about improving his jumper, being more of a threat as a scorer outside of 10 to 15 feet. That is what will take Giannis to the next level. Now, to that person who said he's peaked. I don't I think they don't know basketball. They should check again. But as long as the way Giannis works in the off season, there's no way for me to believe that this is where he, where his story ends. He'll never be more than what he is. I think he'll keep working on his shot and um he'll be a more cerebral threat from outside of ten to fifteen feet going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see if he can improve that shot. That's been something that he's been working on since he's come into the league and obviously he was working on other things as well, um, just his game in general and all those aspects have improved, but, but I completely agree with you what you said, Michael. On, he can't be shooting that poorly free throws, and, and the fact that, people are willing to let him, shoot wide open three pointers, that's just disrespectful, and, and disrespectful. That should, <laughs> that should just like, show him that he needs to work on it. If they're gonna let him take wide open threes, um, it's just they're not scared. Um, Stacey, what are your whole thoughts on, um, Giannis?
2: Yeah, to that person that said this is Giannis's peak, yeah, you you really do need to reevaluate yourself as a fan of the NBA. Uh, Going on, Giannis, uh, this is not his peak. This will be his time to work on his jump shot. He does need that jump shot, as we all see in this series. And I think he's going to put in that work this summer. He's going to come back with a lethal jump shot beyond 15 feet. And he's going to improve on his stats greatly next year. And he he also is going to work on that free throw shooting as well. Like I said earlier, he shot poorly from the free throw line. And if he increases free throw percentage and gets a consistent jump shot, I could see him averaging above 30 points per game next season just because he's already strong. He already has the size. He has the athleticism. He could dominate inside. So if he could dominate inside and outside, that's just going to make him even more dangerous and a bona fide MVP candidate as well. He He's going to work on it. He's going to work on He's determined to be the best player in the NBA. What was the knock on him before? His frame, his body. Guess what? He worked on that. He put on muscle. He's more leaner now. And... This right here, this fi- this conference finals will transpire transpired is going to motivate him even more. So look out next year for an even more dangerous Giannis Antetokounmpo.
0: Yeah, um, definitely good points. And on that, I do have a question for you guys. So right now he's shooting the ball around 58%, but a lot of those are coming from right in the paint. You know, he's not afraid to, to get some contact. Uh, but if he can kind of improve his mid-range game and is more confident to take those, deeper shots and even three point right now he's shooting the three point at 25 percent if he get up that three point to 350 around the that, that mark and consistently be hitting mid-range shots is he the best player in the nba we'll start with you stacy
2: oh yeah once he increased those things he's going to be the best player in the nba he's going to be the most unstoppable player in the nba there's no question about that
0: all right what about you michael
3: Uh, so if he basically increases his three points to about 35%, increase the mid range, will I give him best player in the game? Uh, let me, let me see what he does with them stats. I mean, a lot of people can get stats, but can they carry to a championship? Can they win a championship? Let me see what he does with those stats before I dub him the greatest player in the NBA. But that would be amazing. That's where we want Giannis to get, and hopefully that's where he reaches eventually. But we're going to see if he has the intangibles to go along with those stats, hopefully, coming forward.
0: Right, that's a fair answer for sure.
2: Yeah, but as but as we have noticed, as he improved, the Bucks improve as well. So once he improves even more, I think the Bucks will – Improving they will step up their game as well. Stacy, do you think he'll be in Milwaukee for the rest of his career? Um, I can see him being in Milwaukee for a a mighty long time. I think he loves that city, he loves the fan base, and and I think that it's a great fit for him to grow, to become a leader, and I can see him being there for for quite a while. I don't know the entire career. But as far as like the next, you know, three, four, five years, I could see him being there for
0: a minute. Michael, what about you?
3: Um, yeah, he seems like the type that's not going to switch team. He's a homer type. Um, I think I just saw a clip on Twitter earlier when I was scrolling my timeline of him arriving back in Milwaukee. And the crowd was there chanting MVP yeah. as he got out. So, yeah, I, I think he seems like definitely the type to stay in Milwaukee for an extended period of time.
0: I would agree, but Giannis, if you're listening, if the contract negotiations fall out, Boston's a beautiful city. Just saying.
2: Oh, here you go.
0: (laughs) Hey, got to get it in there. All right, and next up, we have our Player of the Week segment. This week, we have Yusuf back with us. Uh, He's been absent the past couple weeks, but we have him back. We're very happy about that, so I'm going to let Yusuf take it away. Yusuf, it's all yours.
1: Hey, everyone. How's it going? Good, Uh, man. How you doing? Uh, Good, just been enjoying the conference finals over the past uh, couple weeks. So speaking of, if we're going to talk about player of the week, I think it's uh, not going to be a shocker for anyone listening, but our player of the week is uh, Kawhi Leonard, the claw, who's been a monster recently. Um, Before this past week, the Toronto Raptors uh, were down two games to nothing against the Milwaukee Bucks. Everyone was overreacting, already counting them out. And then uh, Kawhi happened. Uh, They won four straight games uh, to seal the series last night. Over this series, Kawhi Leonard averaged almost 30 points per game, nine and a half rebounds per game, about four assists per game, two steals per game, and a block per game, playing 41 minutes per game. Uh, So obviously a monster performance. Just wanted to get your guys' take on that, because I'm sure everyone here has been watching that series. Mike, if you want to get us started.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has been nothing short (laughs) of amazing during this playoff run. I mean, it, it really wasn't another option of anybody else to pick. I mean, his role players finally came to play, but even through the injury, the Bucks couldn't stop Kawhi. Think about that. He was injured, and and the Bucks had no shot against him. He's guarding Giannis on one end, on the other end, he's taking, he's going off screens and scoring from here and and, and everywhere. So I I was very impressed with Kawhi. I think he reestablished
1: himself as a superstar in this league. Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree for sure. Um, what do you got to say about that, Jordan?
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh... I'm going to hear it from Ben in the hot take segment. I already know it's coming. Um, So I I won't say too much on that. Um, But yeah, Kawhi Leonard absolutely earned this honor. Um, He went off. I doubted him. I'll I'll give it that. Um, But he completely carried this Toronto team. Obviously, he had help from uh, Fred Van Fleet. He obviously stepped up a lot. Um, And just some other additions to the Raptors. But But Kawhi Leonard was just absolutely insane. Um, He definitely convinced me that he is a top player in the league. Um, Going into this, I don't know. I just I never really saw him as one of those elite guys. Like I didn't see him on the LeBron level, the Durant level. You know, I I didn't really see it there. But but after this playoff run and specifically this series with Milwaukee, he's definitely changed my mind. Um, And and that begs the question of: Do you think that he's gonna stay? in toronto now after all this incredible playoff runs and you know you really see him bonding with his teammates and the fans and hell even drake um but (laughs) it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see but yeah definitely earned this honor
1: yeah one could argue that's uh the spurs effect because i had a similar uh view on it what do you think stacy
2: this is a no brand of course it's going to be kawhi leonard i mean he's setting the world on fire with his play. He's uplifted the Toronto Raptors all the way to their first NBA Finals appearance. So it's Kawhi Leonard all the way. And now he has positioned himself to become perhaps the best player in the NBA. He's been one of the top guys all this whole time, but I I guess we in the NBA world kind of underwrite him a bit because of what happened in San Antonio his last stint there but you know he reestablished himself as a dominant force in the NBA and he's getting ready to take over it could be Kawhi time now
1: yeah for sure well yeah as I mentioned briefly earlier it's kind of that that San Antonio Spurs effect right when you're playing for for pop in San Antonio you're uh, expected to check your ego (laughs) at the door, and then you come in and do your job. So no one really had Kawhi as hyped up as, as we are now. Um, but yeah, you're right. Two years ago, he was top three in, uh, to to get to win the MVP with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. He was right there. So he, it's nothing. He, he's just reminding everyone, uh, anyone who forgot with him sitting out that one year. Uh, a fun stat out of out of that series um obviously Giannis who's the favorite to win the MVP uh there was a stat going around after the series with uh Giannis points per per hundred uh by each defender Uh, and obviously Kawhi is just number one on that list by a wide margin Uh, so he's been the best defender on Giannis he's only allowed an average of 15.9 points uh, from Giannis. And the next best player oh. is Blake, uh, allowing 31 points um, from Giannis. So that was that was just a massive, massive performance. We hadn't seen one of those in a while. And a quick shout out also, I think uh, Jordan mentioned it, to uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, the guy apparently, uh, he just, he needed uh, his girlfriend or his wife to just give birth because that was just weighing heavily on him as soon as he got as soon as she gave birth to their second child this guy just started bawling out and it was maybe it's just a pure coincidence but hey you got you got to take whatever you can get right
0: He's definitely deserving of that uh, honorable mention. Uh, I'll definitely give him that nod,
3: especially the way he played in those earlier games. The earlier games, I was calling for them to play Jeremy Lin over him. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you know, with the birth of his son, his whole I guess a pressure was kind of lifted, and he was ready to ball after that. So I'm glad to see him performing on the big level like I knew he could.
1: Yeah. So that uh, I think that wraps it up. We had to. Talk about Kawhi's explosion uh, back on the map. He's officially my uh, new favorite player. Me being a Pistons fan, I I don't really have uh, one single favorite player ever since Chauncey Billups retired, which is already a controversial favorite pick. (laughs) But uh, Kawhi is just, uh, yeah, I can't help it, man. He's just so enjoyable to watch.
0: All right, well, Yusuf, before you go, while we have you here, What's your prediction for the next round, the finals? Who do you have winning, and how many games?
1: Oof, that is, uh, it's it's very difficult. Uh, I can I can give you a prediction now, just don't not hold me to it. I have five days to, to adjust, right?
0: All right, or yeah, we'll okay, give you that five uh, days. But keep in mind, whatever you get said, people people <laughs> are gonna be able to trash <laughs> hockey. I know I'm, i know it's coming from Ben later. I know it's coming.
1: Yeah, I I want to say uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be Golden State in either 5 or 6. I'm leaning 6 just because Kawhi's heroic performances. But there's, there's a fun thing going around uh, comparing the 2004 uh, Pistons-Lakers finals to this finals where all the statistical models are, were favoring Detroit back then and this year they're favoring Toronto. Uh, and Vegas odds uh, back in '04 were favoring... The Lakers, and obviously this year they're favoring the Golden State Warriors. Um, So it would be fun to see that kind of upset, uh, maybe an end to the Warriors dynasty. But yeah, for now, I'll give you, I'll say Golden State in six.
0: All right, that's a good prediction. All right, well, thank you for coming on and doing the Player of the Week segment. As always, we appreciate it. Um, Let's move on with the episode. Moving on from the Toronto Raptors. And the uh, Milwaukee Bucks series. It's a great series. But moving on, we got the finals. The biggest stage in the NBA is set. We got oh. the Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors. Golden State Warriors are looking for that three-peat. Toronto Raptors are looking to bring home their first title. What are your thoughts on this series, Michael?
3: <sighs> so here we are, the NBA Finals. My, my first thought is. This I feel like this has a making to be a great series. Why? You got the Golden State Warriors fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. Then you got this Toronto Raptor team where they just switched out DeRozan, threw in Kawhi, add some role players, and all of a sudden they're in the finals. So I think this is going to be a great back and forth. I think the one thing that makes me think this series is going to be very interesting is simply because I believe Raptors have a better bench than Golden State, but Golden State is so top-heavy, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth battle between the two teams, and we're going to see whose role players step up the most.
0: For sure. sure. What about you, Stacey?
2: I think this is going to be a great competitive NBA Finals. Um, The Raptors, they're hungry. They're ready to... Captured their first championship in their first finals appearance. Golden State. They is. They are going for their P. It's going to be an interesting series overall. Um, breaking it down, the Raptors actually defeated the Golden State Warriors twice in the two games in the regular season, and including a 20-point blowout win at at the Oracle. At Golden State's home court, so it's going to be interesting. We're going to see uh, Kawhi. Is he going to take over, be the best player, or is Steph going to continue his dominance? I mean, it, it's going to be a great series, and it'll be even better if the the Warriors were at full health. I mean, we don't know if when KD is going to come back, and I want to see that matchup. I want to see KD going against Kawhi. I want to see that. That's a marquee matchup right there. So I'm looking forward to seeing this final.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good one. I mean, I'm sick of seeing the same finals between the Cavs and the Warriors, so I'm definitely interested to see this series for sure. Um, I'm going to learn from my mistakes on this one. Uh, Last time I underestimated the Raptors. I'm not going to do that this time after seeing what they're capable of. Uh, So I'm going to – I still have Golden State winning, but I'm going to have Golden State winning in seven. Mm. Any of you guys have any differentiating thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I'm going Raptors in seven. Call it right now. All
0: right, all right, write it down. Earlier
3: this year, I said, you know, the Warriors probably still win. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Raptors at the right time. I'm liking from what I'm seeing Kawhi. Last time I seen Kawhi playing the Warriors in the playoffs, they were down 23-plus with Kevin Durant at halftime with a Spurs team who might not be as good as this Raptors team. So I'm sticking with it. I'm going Raptors in seven. I'm calling it. Whatever, I'm calling it.
0: Ben, if you're listening, this is where you mark it down for a future hot take segment, in case <laughs> in case it happens. Stacy, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm going back and forth because my my head says Golden State, my head says the Warriors, but my heart wants Toronto to win. I mean, if the Raptors win, it would be one great story and one great cap to not only Kawhi Atlanta but to the whole Raptors organization from the players to the front office as well because they did you know trade away DeMar DeRozan who was the heart and soul for Kawhi Atlanta and they came out on top. Um, but right now I'm leaning towards Golden State. I'm leaning towards the Warriors winning in six could go seven. The reason why I'm leaning towards the Warriors because of guard play. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. I don't think the Raptors can match up with that. I don't think Kyle Lowry can match up with Steph Curry. Steph Curry is going to give him nightmares. And also, the wild card, the key player for the Warriors will be Draymond Green. What big man on the Raptors can match up with Draymond Green? Siakam. Marcus? O? No. Serge Ibaka? No. Siakam. 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 I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Can, can Siakam match his energy? Because siakam been up and down so far, especially in the uh, in the conference finals. I don't know. But right now, I'm leaning towards the Warriors in six. All right.
0: That, that, that's good. I, I think it's going to come down to injuries. Uh, obviously, KD's been injured for a while now, but he will be back. So it'll be interesting to see how Golden State can implement him, implement him back into the lineup and, and see if they can adjust quickly with him. Back in the lineup, um, I heard hearing rumors that Ogn and Obi may be coming back um, for the finals. So I, I think it's going to come down to injuries. Um, but assuming everyone's healthy, I, I gotta go Golden State. I gotta go Golden State. It's- like I said in episodes before, I can't I can't bet against them anymore.
3: Yeah, it's such a hard series to pick because even if you want to try to go look at the two regular season games they played, the first game, Steph Curry didn't play. So KD drops 51 and and the Raptors win, but Steph Curry didn't play, and we know they're a different team. And then in the second game, Kawhi Leonard doesn't play, but somehow the Raptors still beat the Warriors. So you can't really go off those two games. So it's kind of like you have to make a pick based off what you've just seen in the playoffs so far. Exactly.
0: Yeah, people it's play thinking, completely different games in the playoffs.
2: I can't, I can't wait to see that Game Three in Toronto. That that place is going to be jumping. Game One. Mm.
0: Yeah, Toronto.
2: has yeah, home Toronto school. has home court. Oh, Toronto has home court.
3: Toronto has home court. Another reason I'm picking them to win a seven. Oh,
2: oh, hmm. Make it even tougher. So, I'm, I'm still going with the Warriors, though.
0: One one thing I want to bring up. Um, so, Golden State, they're going for the trifecta. They're going for the three-peat. Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if you guys know this, but Stacy as a LeBron fan, you probably will. Kawhi Leonard's known for crushing people's chances of getting the three-peat. I'm going to throw you guys back to 2014. Kawhi mm. Leonard was on at San Antonio Spurs mm. when they beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Wasn't letting LeBron get that three in a row. So, he's been in a situation like this before where... They were definitely the underdogs. So it'll be interesting to see, obviously, Kawhi's developed and become a much better player since 2014, but something to think about. Any thoughts on that, guys?
3: I think it's going to happen again. Kawhi's going for the third Infinity Stone on his Infinity (laughs) Stone. He's going to stop another three-peat. And that's just another reason why I'm picking the Raptors. It's just it's so hard to three-peat, and everything seems like it's just – Set so perfectly for Golden State to three, beat, which is why I think they're going to lose. But hey, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State wins. Definitely wouldn't be surprised. But I think Toronto has a great shot. Okay,
2: Stacy, anything you want to add? Um, hopefully, hopefully KD comes back for this series, and he hopefully he comes back soon because the Warriors really going to need him to put them over the edge versus the Raptors. The Raptors have a great shot right now. With KD being out, but KD does definitely need to come back.
0: Okay. All right. Well, fun fact here. Even if Golden State doesn't win, if the Raptors win, someone's still going to be a three-peat champion. That guy is Patrick McCaw. He's been in the league for three years now. He has not had a losing season. First two years with Golden State, and now at Toronto. That is crazy to me. Absolutely wild. Do you guys have anything to add on that, Stacey? We'll start with you.
2: Yeah, shout out to Pat McCall. Guess where he's from? St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. All right. So, if you are a contending NBA Finals team and you want to win, you should sign Pat McCall. <laughs>
0: Basically, a guarantee to the NBA Finals. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, he he's he's the lucky, he's the lucky one. He's he's the chosen one.
0: All right, you guys heard it here before. first. Patrick McCall is the new goat. <laughs> really. Michael, anything to add? Yeah,
2: Patrick
3: McCaw is the perfect uh representation of being in the right place at the right time. But hey, I can't I can't hate on the young brother. Go get you another ring, man, possibly.
0: <laughs> well, best of luck to you, Patrick McCaw and Toronto. I'm definitely rooting for Toronto in this. I'm sick of Golden State winning. So I'd like to see something new. But uh on that whole thought process and, and the city of Toronto. What is the impact on all of this for the city of Toronto? Obviously, they're coming in as an expansion team. They had uh, the era with Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, and they kind of had to fight to get fans. And Obviously, Canada's a hockey country. There's no arguing that. Um, and our site's owners are from Canada, so they're obviously rooting for Toronto as well. But it's been really interesting seeing uh, our co-workers that live in Canada, their reactions. It's just they're so energized. They're so excited. It's just refreshing to see. Um, so so, what's the whole impact on the city of Toronto um, with them going to the finals now, Michael?
3: Um, even though I don't live there, I feel like the impact of Toronto just making the finals for the first time, it's going to have a crazy impact, like maybe going forward now, free agents will look at Toronto as a place to maybe sign with. Obviously, their GM, shout out Masai Ujiri, knows what he's doing, knows how to put together a team. He had the blocks there went it took a risk took a big chance so maybe free agents will now look at Toronto as a place where they can go and win championships and the way you see that crowd reacting to Kawhi Leonard the way you see them all in Jurassic Park I think it was like over 15,000 people there watching the game like the way you see that fan base reacting to this team and loving this team and the ovation even guys like Kyle Lowry, you know, who gets dragged a lot on Twitter, and I've done it myself before. But to see all of this, all this hard work culminating to a finals trip, it's almost like, man, you would have thought they won the championship last night the way they were celebrating. So I think this is going to impact Serrano in a very positive way. This will help them bring free agents in and other people will see, wow, this is a place where I can really grow my career. And hey, maybe have a chance to win a championship.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's been wild to watch the fan base just erupt, Uh, you know, seeing Drake on the the sidelines on home games, just going absolutely nuts, you know, going up and giving Nick Nurse back massages in the middle of the game. Um, It's just something new that we haven't really seen in a while. So it's definitely been interesting to watch. Stacey, what do you you think about all that?
2: This does put the uh, spotlight on the city of Toronto and on Raptors fans because those fans, they've been loyal, they've been sticking – by their side this whole time is to see it all unfolds into a possible championship is great. It's great for that city. And I agree with Mike. If they win this championship, then this is going to make them an an attractive destination for free agents. Probably not the top tier free agents, but like uh, a pretty good player could be going to the Toronto Raptors to help them out, to help them uh, go back to back. So this, this is a great thing for Toronto, and shout-out to Toronto. And also, uh, we should be giving – we probably should be giving a little credit to Drake here. He really has put Toronto – the Raptors on, on his back, and he, he's put a spotlight on them. So, I, I can't wait to see Drake either on, on that game one to see how he how he does. If he was going off like that on the sidelines in the finals, how he's going to look in the NBA finals. So, shout-out to Toronto. Shout-out to Drake, too.
0: Yeah, he's definitely repping the city, and it's awesome to see. Um, one thing I don't know if you guys have seen it. Shout out another movie. Um, it's called The Carter Effect on Netflix. Highly recommend you watch it if you haven't. Um, but it's basically about Vince Carter and and you know how he was drafted to Toronto as the expansion team and how he kind of revolutionized that city and started to turn that city into a basketball city. Um, and it's been cool to watch it develop and to what it is now. And and you know them making it to the finals alone is just another stepping stone on that. Path to being a legitimate, or rather, legitimate. How do I say this? Um, a dominant NBA franchise, which I do see the potential to have. Um, and Stacy, you brought up a good point that you know them doing this and, and going to the NBA Finals shows that they could be a good free agency destination. So, with that in mind, obviously, there's been differentiating opinions on this all season. But you know, as they continue to win, the question gets even stronger. Will Kawhi Leonard stay in Toronto? Stacy, we'll start with you this time.
2: I'm kind of 50-50. I think if they win the championship, it's a stronger possibility that he'll resign because their fan base love him and he seems to embrace the locker room, embrace the city. But on the other side, I can also see him going back to California, signing with the Clippers, see what he can do over there, maximize on his on his value, on his star potential. Probably getting more a little bit into into the Hollywood side of things, but I see 50 50. But uh, uh, re sign with Toronto, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does because, like I said, they do love him and they do wish that he would return. And if he goes back, then they'll have a great shot of repeat, either repeating as champions or getting back to the NBA finals. So, right now, I'm 50 I'm 50 on it.
0: Okay, what about you, Michael?
2: Now, this is the
3: bittersweet thing about being right about Toronto going to the finals. The farther they go, I feel like the more likely he's going to stay in Toronto, which means less likely he's coming to where I need him to come to Lakers. But it it just all depends. Kawhi, like no one really knows him. He's so unpredictable. but, But I just try to kind of put myself in his shoes. And if I'm there. The way I'm seeing that crowd react and how much they embrace me, they give they offering me free food for life, Ubers, Lyfts, a lawyer for life. I, I've never had to use a lawyer, but I would love a lawyer for life. So I, I mean, like it's just getting harder and harder for me to see him leave. But hey, who knows? Let's say they go in and they knock off the Warriors. Maybe he'll feel like I came and did what I was supposed to do. Now I'm going to where I want to be. I got another championship. But it's just, man, right now it's really hard for me to see Kawhi walking away from an op- a place like this, a team like this that's already built to win now, that has chemistry around him. So, yeah, man, this is tough. I think Kawhi is probably leaning towards signing with Toronto. It also means he's going to do- come down to what he wants at the end of the day. We're going to see this summer.
0: Yeah, I would agree. He's been pretty quiet about what he's looking for, whether it's money or to be with a successful team he, he's never really made that clear and you know all the stuff that came up with Popovich when he was in San Antonio um it's, it's just kind of confusing to see what like what is Kawhi looking for he's not not the most vocal person he's not he's not gonna say it what he wants he's just gonna do what he wants um which can be confusing at times but um yeah, I, I would love to see him go to, the, to L.A. I, I think he will s- stay with the Raptors for sure, especially as they keep winning. Um, I, I think he's pretty much locked into Toronto, but I would love to see him go to L.A. for sure. Get him out of the East.
3: Yeah, there you go. Smart thinking, Jordan. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, we have my Celtics to the to the finals and get that banner 18.
3: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me dream. all right and next up we have our hot take segment uh we got our guy ben okazawa he's always on uh i'm worried about this week i already know it's coming uh i made some poor decisions in the last episode (laughs) Um, yeah ben roast me all
4: right welcome back everyone to our hot take segment uh first hot take you know i had to do it to you uh hot take number one Mr. Jordan Daly, Bucks in five, he said last week on this podcast. Mm. Very confidently. <laughs> Bucks in five. Uh, as most of you probably know, the Raptors proceeded to win three games straight after he said that. Uh, four and games the straight. Series. No, I think, oh, was it four games? Four yeah, games. Yeah, Bucks went up 2 0. Oh, were they up 2 0 at the time? Man. Uh, so they the Raptors proceeded to win four games straight after he said that, and uh, so yeah, that's it's a hot take. He said it. He said it there. He said, "Oh, this might be a bit of a hot take." Uh, Bucks in five, but you know what? I can't even blame you too much because most of the media, yeah, uh, guys like Stephen A. Smith, Colin Cowherd, were saying it was over after game one, uh, and you know what? Honestly, it looked that way to a lot of people, so I, I can't blame you too much. But uh, it's definitely a hot take. Michael, you had the Raptors winning from the start. I appreciate that. I respect that. Uh, what do you think about the hot take from Jordan and uh, a lot of other people?
3: Hey man, look. Sometimes when you swing, you either hit or you, miss.
0: you just
3: miss. This time, and we hit. Look, it's okay, Jordan. Man, it's all right. You know, I I even said even though I picked the Raptors, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win. You know, I just didn't see them losing four straight. What a way to go out. So it's all right, Jordan. This is the second year in a row I've got my finals prediction correct. I'll keep it pushing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Facebook. You, you you tweeted it out or like posted it on Facebook at the beginning yeah. of the season. That's respect.
4: December, yeah.
3: In December, that's when I really start. All right, I think I see who's gonna be the real team. And I told you, like I've been telling you guys, I always like Toronto starting lineup with Kawhi, and then I always love their bench. And
4: hey, they showed up. Stacy, what about you? I had I had the Bucks in seven.
2: Uh, I didn't have them in five though. I, I knew better than that. <laughs> 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 but but man, for them to go out losing four straight games, it's just uh, it, it hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. Yeah. But then again, you know, Toronto was one of the top teams in the entire NBA all season long. At one point, they were um, the best team with the best record in the NBA until the Bucks had got high. So, I mean, it's not too surprising that they won the series. But it is surprising that, you know, they won four in a row after being down 0-2.
4: Yeah, no, I agree, especially that 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 game five win I didn't expect. Uh, I even, you know, I wrote the I wrote the preview for Last Word on on uh, Sports, and I had the Bucks winning at seven as a Raptors fan, just because, and that was before the series had even started. Before the Bucks went up to oh, just because I don't know, man, their size was different. They had guys hitting shots like Lopez adding a three. I thought was was huge for them. But you know what? I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for the city. I'm happy for the fans. Uh. So yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Jordan's hot take either. Uh, it was kinda kinda justified to some degree. But you know he had to give you a hard time about that one. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Serve that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan, any justification before we move on?
0: Yeah, I mean I think the reason I went with that was obviously Milwaukee was already up two oh and, and just looking at the history of the Toronto Raptors, they always found a way to struggle in the playoffs. Um, but this is where I kind of underestimated Kawhi. Um, obviously the Raptors had never had a Kawhi Leonard before. Um, so, so that's definitely what screwed my prediction. Um, yeah. And, and I gotta give credit to Nick nurse. He coached the hell out of that series. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, never again will I underestimate Kawhi <laughs> Leonard.
4: <laughs> I think a big part, uh, that where Nick nurse came, came in too, was, uh, Keeping Fred Van Vliet in the rotation. Because he, he struggled big time early on. And then, like like I heard you guys talking about, once his son was born, once Fred Van Vliet Jr. was born, he went insane. Like, he was, he was what, 7 of 9 in Game 5, which was huge. And 3 of 4, or 4 of 5 in uh, in Game 6, which was also huge. I think... You know, they got a lot of production off the bench that Nick Nurse just kept sticking with that bench, and it it was it paid off for sure. Uh, moving on to our next hot take, uh, we saw this on LeBron James' Instagram, The King. Uh, on today's date, in 2003, May 26, 2003, Sporting News Magazine had LeBron James on their cover, and uh, the caption for the magazine cover was, Is LeBron James overrated? and that would have been about a month or so before he was drafted number one overall and proceeded to uh, become the Rookie of the Year. And, of course, now we know where he is where he is in his career. Uh, do any of you guys think that it would have made sense to have kind of doubts about LeBron James coming straight out of high school, uh, being touted as probably the number one draft pick in that draft coming out of high school? Uh, Jordan, we'll start with you.
0: I mean, he's definitely proved that he wasn't overrated. He is a very good player. Um, but, I mean, at the time, I don't know if you guys know too much about LeBron's history. I'm sure, Stacey, you do because you love LeBron. Um, but I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. it was a movie called More Than a Game. It's mm-hmm. kind of a documentary about LeBron James' life. I highly recommend you watch it. Great movie. Um, but, anyway, he kind of went through a weird phase in his life where people started to think that, He was getting paid to like go to a certain school, or there's just a lot of controversy around him. Um, So, so I get why some media outlets would want to try to portray LeBron to be in a negative way.
2: Um, Right.
0: But zero chance he's overrated. I mean, um, I'd have to look more at the numbers. But how many guys coming out of high school at that time had succeeded in the NBA? Um, That's another question I'd have to look at. But um, yeah, Sporting News magazine, you were wrong. That's (laughs) not.
4: And I, I've never heard of that magazine either. That might have something to do with it. Yeah,
0: me either. But <laughs> If LeBron knows who they are,
4: yeah, that'd be something. True. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I did see that movie, and you're right. It's something about like he pulled up to a game in a caddy, and he just he had, had a Jeep, all this. I think. Yeah. yeah, Jeep. Yeah, and he had all this stuff that people were wondering where he got the money from. But Correct. either way, like you said, it's no excuse to to call a guy who whose talent should have gone undoubted overrated uh Stacy what do you think about that as our resident LeBron James fan (laughs) I
2: feel bad for whoever wrote that article back (laughs) they they completely missed the mark they completely missed the mark um well I heard about LeBron when he was coming out of high school getting ready to NBA go to the NBA and within a few years of while he was in the NBA the only knock on his game was his jump shooting nobody really thought that he would develop to a great jump shooter. So I can see from that standpoint why they think that he'll be overrated, but but come on now. Like like he he was cutting above the top high school recruit. He was the number one player in the country. And he made that leap to go to the NBA at 18 and then within a few years became a dominant force. So for them back then to say, he was overrated i i don't I don't see how they got that complete picture out of what they seen as far as the game takes concerned so uh but for LeBron to keep that article this whole time, remember we can see what motivates him what drives him to become the great player that he is today, so shout out to LeBron James, you
4: did that, yeah, for sure, uh Michael.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. First off, that was my first thought as well. What? Is this magazine still in service? Are they still? Did, what happened after that? And secondly, who was the uh, editor that approved this article? <laughs> like, first off, you had Nike and all these guys just waiting for him. You thought this guy was going to be a bust? This guy? LeBron? No, no, no. Yeah, That, that is... Idiotic. That's stupid. If I was his editor, I would have kicked that right back. Zoom and said, "Hey, this is gonna break your career. Don't, don't put this out." Because no, 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 no. LeBron James has always been that phenom, phenom. Ever since high school, man. That's a big mistake. That's a dumb article. I'm glad I never caught whiff of it.
4: Yeah, no. To your first point, I, like, like I said before, I've never heard of this magazine. Right. There's this, this. Who knows? Maybe it was huge in 2003 and then they put out this article and it just got shut down.
3: You know what probably happened? They probably put the article out, realized how idiotic they were, changed the name of the company, (laughs) you know, rebranded. That's Hey, you gotta (laughs) gotta do when you mess up. It's alright. They just go by
4: Sporting News now. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Final hot take. Stephen A. Smith said that uh, Kemba Walker Charlotte Hornets, point guard, all-star. Might be the only free agent that LeBron can recruit this summer. Uh, Michael, as our Lakers fan, what do you think about that? you think he could get more than just Kemba, or you think Kemba's all he needs? Um, Well, need and want, I think we could get more than Kemba. I,
3: I'm not going to listen to Stephen A, because he's, uh-huh. he's proven to have been wrong plenty of times before. And he's also been proven right, but I'd rather just wait and see but I think more free agents. I've I've heard rumors that Jimmy Butler would definitely sign if offered automatically. So that's more than Kimba. So I don't know about the top tier level guys. We'll see about that, but I think we can get more than Kimba, but Kimba not enough for me personally. i just getting Kimba Walker is not enough. I'm not even part of that group who kind of wants Kimba because D hmm. there's a defensive side of the court and he's still a miniature guard. So that's just how I feel about that. But I think we can get more than Kimba Walker and for the Lakers' sake, I
2: hope we get more than Kemba Walker.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think the Lakers definitely need more than Kemba. Uh, Stacy, what do you think?
2: I think if they get Kemba, that could be enough to uh, put them over the edge. Kemba Walker is a fantastic player, but um, going off what Stephen A. said, this is what I was thinking all along. Like in reality, them going after Kemba Walker should be their number one move. As I look down the free agent list, you know, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he can go to the Lakers, but it kind of don't make sense because him and LeBron play the same position. They both ball-dominant players, so they can probably cancel each other out. And then you go down, KD is not going there. Kawhi is not going there. Kyra Irving is not going there. Then Klay Thompson, in my opinion, is like 50-50. He could go there, but then again, he could resign long-term with the Golden State Warriors. But it also does make sense for the Lakers, to go after Klay Thompson as well. I think that should be first and second, Kemba and Clay on their list. But Kemba Walker will be a, a nice piece for the Los Angeles Lakers. He will be their scoring guard that they need. And then you still have Lonzo over there who can cover the defensive side of everything. So, you know, I, I like the idea of Kemba Walker of going to the Lakers. And that's more of a reality than the other players in my mind.
4: Yeah, I I partially agree with you. I think Kemba would definitely be a good addition. And I think he could take them for sure to the playoffs. I just think depending on what happens with the Warriors this offseason, I don't know if just getting Kemba can get them even to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but no, you're right. He would, he would be a good piece to add for sure. Uh, Jordan?
0: Yeah, so, so I have two thoughts on this. One focused on LeBron and one more focused on the Lakers. Um, I'll start with the LeBron side of things first. Um, In my eyes, and and if you can disprove it, let me know, um, when has a big star ever agreed to go play with LeBron since he's peaked? My thought process is that no one is going to want to go play in LeBron's shadow if they think that they can run a team themselves. And, you know, it came out with Kyrie Irving. He wanted out as soon as he believed he could take on his own team, whether he still believes that that's a whole different topic, but, um, yeah, I just don't see it. I mean, like Clay Thompson, if that guy thinks he can run his own team, no way he's going to play in Lake the lake with the Lakers and LeBron. He's not going to want to be another shadow. Um, but that's, if that's the way he wants to go, um, with the Lakers, I feel as if every year it's, Oh, all these guys are going to Lakers. The amount of times I've been on Facebook groups and I've seen, photoshops of Anthony Davis and (laughs) Kawhi Leonard and everyone under the sun in a Lakers uniform. It's ridiculous. So with the Lakers specifically, rumors are rumors. I really don't listen to them just because they're almost never true. Um, The thing with Kemba is that would be a good fit. He's already proved that he can't be a leader of his own team. Um, He's been on Charlotte for a while and he's gotten really nowhere with them. Um, yeah. So I, I actually think that would be a good fit there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see any big-name guys going with LeBron if they want to run their own team because no one wants to be in LeBron's shadow.
4: Yeah, officially. Sure. You know, uh, one of the funniest things I've seen is there's this Lakers fan who on on Instagram or Twitter, or something like that, every day the, the, the summer leading up to Paul George's free agency decision, uh, he said like 20 days till Paul George becomes a Laker, and on the day that he signed, he said, "Oh, it's, Paul George is trash. We didn't want Paul George anyway." And I think that's the case a lot of the time. You're right with the Lakers, is that they always expect big things. They always expect they expect AD, they expect Bradley Beal, they expect Paul George, they expect Kawhi, uh, and then nothing ends up happening. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe they can get Clay because I don't know if Clay can run his own team. Uh, since he's definitely a more off-ball player, I think, but Kemba, Kemba, and Clay would be huge for the Lakers for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, thinking about LeBron's play style, uh, he plays best when he's surrounded by shooters. So um, Clay would definitely be a great fit if they could pull that off. But you know, only time will tell.
3: Y'all dishing out a lot of disrespect to Laker Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all dishing out a lot of disrespect to Laker Nation. First off. Uh, <laughs> the reason the Lakers name is in every rumor is because the Lakers are a realistic option you don't ever hear Washington might be in the fold of course not you hear the Lakers because no one's considering those other teams so yeah we're gonna have our hits and misses We've Got LeBron James
4: you I do mean, you do
3: that that, that was that, that's a big one that's a big one so Again, do I think like KD somebody is coming? No. Do I think we have a legit shot at Kawhi? It's probably a long shot. But me personally, I just don't think Kimba is enough because it's cool to hoop in Charlotte. It's cool to get all them stats in Charlotte when the games yeah. really don't matter. But when you switch over and you in the limelight, and you got to play with LeBron James, and since he would be the de facto second option. All eyes are going to be on him because they're going to be expecting him to get us over the hump. And I just feel this is just me personally on the offensive end. I'm sure there's going to be times where he can carry us. It's just that other end of the court. I'm not so sure. on because I feel like he can be game planned against, and we already have to game plan to play defense around LeBron. I just don't think bringing another offensive player who's not necessarily that good on defense is, is the smart move for the Lakers. That's just me. But Y'all gotta stop disrespecting my Lakers fans. All right, we strong out here. <laughs> I,
4: mean,
2: I think I mean I think Kimba's gonna do fine if he signs with the Lakers. Don't forget they still have Brandon, they still have Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma on their team. Right. So, you know, they, they are very versatile. So I think Kimba will shine being that second option for the Lakers, scoring wise.
3: Yeah, scoring wise, I, I have no issues with that. I think he would be great on the offensive end. Because we definitely need someone who can knock down perimeter shots and get their own shot on our team.
4: Yeah, no, I I agree with both of you guys. I just don't know if Kemba can get them past the Warriors, and that's it. But I think he would definitely be a nice addition.
0: Uh, that's whoa, whoa, it for with me. That said, with that said, I'm cutting you off. As a Celtics fan, okay. LeBron <laughs> only needs one person. I've learned that lesson many, many times. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, true. Don't even get me going. But we're LeBron, in the West now. Le, yeah, I was going to say,
4: LeBron was in the East before –
0: very true, very true. Sorry, I, I get heated. <laughs> subject for me.
4: No, that's fair. I just think Le- LeBron and Kemba with all those young guys can't get past Steph Katie if he resigns, Draymond, Clay if he resi- if he resigns. I just think.
0: Alright, but but if that doesn't happen, if if Katie and Clay don't resign, is that a different picture for you or is that the same thing?
4: You know what? That 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 might be different. <laughs> But even then, do you think LeBron and Kemba can get past the Rockets if the Rockets' core stays together?
0: I have my own opinions about the Rockets, but uh, that's pretty <laughs> thing.
4: That's all right, all right. All right, well, that's it for me. That that was our final hot take. Uh, so I'm signing off. I'll see you guys next week.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Ben. As always great work. All right, but moving on from all the, uh, the playoff talk, have a little fun now. Uh, the NBA, the last time since we've talked, released their – list of their all-NBA teams. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's three teams. I'm not going to go list them all off because that would take too long. But uh, one of our writers did an article on it, so I'll link that in the description so you guys can go give it a read. Um, or you can just do a quick Google search. It's up to you. Um, but basically, what we wanted to do for fun was uh, make our own all-NBA snub team. So a snub is someone that didn't make an all-NBA team that probably should have, or you could argue that they should have. Um, so... What we did here is we each made an All-NBA snub team. We followed the same format of guard, guard, forward, forward, center. Um, So let's just see what we have and see the similarities, differences. I'm curious to see uh, if our opinions are the same here. Uh, Stacy, let's start with you. Who's your All-NBA snub team?
2: All right, my All-NBA snub team. I'm going to start with the forwards first, then give you my guards, then give you my center. For the forwards, I have Luka Doncic, Doncic, from the Dallas Mavericks, and I had Tobias Harris from the Philadelphia 76 Both of those players put a new heartbeat into their teams, respectively. Luka Doncic was sensational as a rookie, averaged over 20 points, carried the Mavericks. Uh, he is the future, and he could make the Mavericks into a playoff team next year. And then we had Tobias Harris after he was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. He was electrifying, averaging over 20 points a game, uh, being that shooter, that knockdown shooter they needed. So I, got, I have them two at my fourth spot and my guards. I have Bradley Bill from the Washington Wizards, averaged over 25 points per game. He was the constant there with the Wizards uh, amid all their drama. And I have Devin Booker, who is the only reason why the Suns managed to win 19 games. Uh,
0: (laughs) You say that like it's a big deal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) he, he He was dominant, and he had that crazy game this past season, and he could be on his way to being perhaps the best player in the NBA within five years next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I have Devin Booker and Bradley Beal at my guards and my center. Am I saying that? Surprisingly, he's on the snub list. He should be on the All-NBA team. Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans. Despite him missing a whole bunch of games, he only played 56 games, he still put up 25.9 points per game, along with 12 rebounds per game. I think the reason why he wasn't on the All-NBA teams on neither one of those three teams because the drama that was surrounding him the uh Jimmy, the thing that he put out there saying that he kind of don't wants to play for the North Pelicans and he kind of sat out and you know through through the rest of the season the way he set out the rest of the season so that kind of hurt him hurt his chances of being on on the All NBA team but he's on my snow team for sure. He's one of the most, you know, underrated players in the NBA. We kind of overlooked Anthony Davis a little bit because he with he's with the Pelicans, he's with a Mid market team. So that's my snub team right there.
0: Okay. We definitely had a lot of similarities. Um, so I'll start with my guards. Guard the same. We had Bradley Beal with 25.6 points, 5.5 assists, 5 rebounds, and 1.5 steals a game. Um, blows my mind how he wasn't given that honor of an All NBA team, but I guess there's always next year. I mean, could be because he was just on a subpar team, but at the same time, and this is no shot to. Um, Michael, I know you're a Lakers fan, but like, we talked about this before we started recording. LeBron made a team. Um, Lakers weren't that good. So, yeah, I really don't get why Bradley Beal was left out of the list. Um, my other guard out of Golden State Warriors is Clay Thompson. Um, There's a lot of news about him not making it. He's losing out on a ton of money uh, with his contract coming up. Um, he was, would have been eligible for a Supermax had he made an All-NBA team. Uh, but he was left out, averaging 21.5 points, 3.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and a steal per game, which is just sad. He, he's he's missing out on a lot of money. Um, obviously, he's still going to get paid a max contract regardless, but I think it was like 20 mil he's missing out on. Um, moving on to my forwards, I also had Luka Doncic out of the Dallas Mavericks with 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal. Um, he completely gave Mavericks fans hope for the future. Um, That with the addition of Kristaps Porzingis next year, Um, if he plays with all the drama going on with him, um, I definitely think the Mavericks will be a playoff team, Um, lower seeded, but but still definitely a playoff team. Uh, Luka Doncic came out of the Euro Euro League and absolutely dominated in the NBA. Um, I would say he's pretty set for Rookie of the Year. Um, I would not have been surprised if he had made an all-NBA team but I also understand why he didn't. Um, my other forward, probably the surprise of the list, I had John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, he's averaging just under 20 points at 19.5 points a game, 9.8 rebounds, two assists, and shooting the ball at 56%. Um, he does have the ability to spread the floor. He can knock down an occasional three. Um, aside from me loving him on 2K, um, he he put on a season for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, obviously, they weren't. A great team. They were a very young team, so they do have a lot lot of good potential for a good future, um, led by rookie point guard Trey Young. Um, But John Collins is another one of those guys, just like Luka Doncic. I'm not surprised he was left off, but there's also an argument that he could have been put on. Um, Moving on to my center, I also have the same as you. I have the future Celtic, Anthony Davis, uh, 25.9 points, 12 rebounds, 3.9 assists. 2.4 2.4 blocks and 1.6 steals. This guy is truly a stat machine. Um, he, he finds ways to do things that some people, it's, it's just impossible to do. Um, I, yeah, like Stacy said, I think the reason he was left off was just because of the drama that went on in New Orleans, him sitting out for a while. I think he only played like 56-ish games. Um, so it's understandable why he was left off. But um, he has next year to make an All-NBA team so we can get that uh, Supermax deal. Um, so, yeah, that's my All-NBA snub team. Michael, I'll pass it over to you.
3: All right. My all-NBA snub team, I think all our guards are going to be pretty much identical, so I won't go go into in-depth. I got Bradley Beal and Klay Thompson at the guard spots. Bradley, Bradley Beal, 25 points a game, like you said. With John Wall going out, the only reason to watch a Wizard game this year was because of Bradley Bill. So I have him. Um, Clay Thompson, one of the best two way players in the league, you know, one of the best shooters of all time. If not, he's definitely in that top five. I think you have to consider him, if not number two, it's only Steph Curry. So yeah, definitely Clay Thompson. Here's where my forwards get a little different. So first, I got Lamarcus Aldridge from the Spurs. Played 81 games this year, averaged 21 points a game, nine rebounds. You know, he was a staple. He's been a staple for that, you know, Spurs team ever since Duncan and all those guys have retired. He's been a constant. They made the playoffs again this year. So I think LaMarcus Aldridge deserves some votes for that. And for my other guy, now, I didn't hear, I don't think you guys said his name, but I'm going to bring him up. Danilo Gallinari had his best year in three years, averaged close to 20 points. He was out right about at 19.8, shot 90% from the free throw line, shot 55% from the field, and from three-point, he shot 43% which was his best since his rookie year, but we know he wasn't taking as many threes that year. So Danilo had a hell of a season for the Clippers playing for Doc Rivers, and he played upwards to about 60-something games. So since games don't really matter, apparently, on this list, I think Danilo could have got a spot on there. And my center... I differed from you guys. I didn't take AD because I don't want him on the Lakers. So this is totally personal. Yes, accept it. (laughs) I went with Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points a game, 12 rebounds a game. The dude can do it all. I think he's soft. Oh, well, he he definitely had the stats worthy of an all-NBA team. So that's my all-NBA team. Snub team, excuse me.
0: Yeah, you definitely opened my eyes about Daniel Gallinari. I had no idea he was putting up those kind of numbers at that efficient rate that you were talking about um and carl anthony towns i completely agree i kind of went back and forth about carl anthony towns and anthony davis but um at the end i just chose anthony davis but yeah you definitely had good logic for all that it was it was kind of cool to see all the similarities between our three teams um obviously there were little differences but i like that it allows for for good stuff
2: i want to talk about the difference right quick i want
0: go for it both of you guys had clay
2: thompson all right. I, had, I had Devin Booker. How could you choose Klay Thompson over Devin Booker? Like, come on. Now. Like, me, Devin Booker, like, Devin Booker was better this year. His, his stats are way better this year. Well, not way better, but they're better this year than Klay Thompson. They were identical in field goal percentage overall. But as far as points per game, rebounds, and assists, Devin Booker leads Klay Thompson in those categories.
0: All right. Well, well let me ask you this, and, and I'll start by saying this. Think about the players that Klay Thompson is surrounded by versus the players that Devin Booker is surrounded by. Uh, I would bet that if you look at their usage rate, Klay Thompson is going to be way lower than Devin Booker's. Devin Booker pretty much has to do everything for his team, as you would mentioned earlier. Um, So if if you put Devin Booker in Klay Thompson's current situation, I don't think he'd be doing as well as Klay Thompson would be. Um, So that's my first thought on that.
2: But he's, play- he's playing with, like, all rookies and first-year, second-year players. I mean, like, and he still put up these stats.
0: Exactly, because he's the only one on his team that can do it. Klay Thompson surrounded by guys like KD, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. He- he- he's on a loaded team, so it's a lot harder to put up the points that he's putting up. And I think that's why it was such a big snub for him.
2: Uh, Mike, I want to hear your-, your perspective on it.
3: Oh, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, Stacey. He's a Phoenix son. I wasn't going to pick him. Um, <laughs> right, you can't.
2: It's not his fault. It's not his fault.
3: I know. I understand. Uh, for me, um, what you're saying is correct as far as stats wise, he was definitely worthy of. I wouldn't have a problem with that. For me, it's just knowing that there's two sides of the court, and I know Devin Booker's not nearly the defender that Klay Thompson is, and Klay Thompson is already overlooked a lot for what he does for Golden State. Taking on their best player, while I think the stat was, and I'm not looking at it, but after about maybe the first seven games of the season, like Klay Thompson was averaging 22 points with above 40% shooting from three point and. From the field. So he was pretty impressive outside of the first game. And I know he tends to guard the best player on the other end, something that Devin Booker doesn't really do because he's not much of a defender. So for me personally, it may be a little bit biased, but I I'm just leaning more Klay Thompson that way because I feel like he's the more complete player.
2: Yeah, but you said for Anthony Towns was soft, and you got him on your team. So why not Devin Booker?
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: he's soft. I mean, when he comes to play the Lakers, I have no problem with him. But Devin Booker, he, he be taking it personal. It's the it's the light skinned brothers. Look, I'm telling you, it's oh something oh. it's, when they in, it's when they come in the staples, it'd be him, it'd be Jamal Murray. Look, man, I don't know what is this light skinned coalition, but I don't like it. I don't like when they come through like that. And also one of my best friends is a Suns fan, so I can never ever pick a Suns player. <laughs> if I had to, if I have the choice not to,
2: I won't. Devin Booker, I got your back if you're listening to this. I got your back. <laughs> you're great, man. You're great. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> love the debates between you guys. Michael, it gets all emotional, and I love to see it. All right, any last thoughts for today's episode, guys?
3: <sighs> Rap is in seven, man. That's just it, man. It's tough, I, man. It's I tough. Cannot,
2: I cannot wait to Thursday, man. Thursday. <sighs>
0: It's going to be a great, great series. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Something new for once. So.
3: That's the only thing that sucks about as we get deeper in the playoffs. They The games get more spaced out, and i got to wait even more days for the next game. That's the only thing that sucks about the NBA Finals. Yeah,
0: no, I would definitely agree. Um, yeah, not much to watch compared to a couple months ago when there were games on every night. Right. Um, yeah, so lots of 2K in between. Lots of 2K <laughs> in between. Definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, join us next week as we start to talk about the beginning of the NBA Finals. So that will be something to look forward to. Um, as always, I'm Jordan. With me, I have Michael and Stacy. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Woo-woo. Peace.
3: You're tuned in to Last Word Radio. Last Word on sports.com. And that is, that is The Last, Last Word.